back to the Valley to Peak Nutrition Podcast. I've been very fortunate to learn many things since starting Valley to Peak. One of those is that our program isn't usually many folks' first attempts at reaching a goal. They've tried many times before, and many times they've actually had great success, in fact. But the lack of being able to link together the goal being achieved and how they got there has been a major barrier for a lot of people in terms of maintaining that achievement. That's not necessarily true of our guest this week. In fact, he had all of the tools, but found himself in the same spot that many of us find ourselves back to square one after having had met the goal once before. This week, Bob and I sit down and we look at exactly why do we find ourselves in this cycle of success, relapse, success again, maybe even relapse again. Is there a way or are there tools that we can use to simply reach the goal and stay there? seems like that would be a lot easier versus running these cycles. This week's all about finding success, losing it, and then getting it back again. There's practical information and tools that you can use to apply to your own life as well. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Well, I kind of felt like, and and it is kind of to give back to you because I really am so appreciative of your approach and how you, um, how you give. And so, I mean, I kind of found that, like I found you through the EXO podcast, like I said, but then I lurked around on Instagram for a long time, kind of just watching <laughs> what you were doing with stuff because I threw through the EXO guys and um, I just kept seeing you share information and share information and share information. And I, I benefited from it quite a bit, but that's kind of how I, you know, I, I was leery to spend the money, I guess. I'm kind of cheap as it goes and, or at least try to be careful about stuff like that. And uh, anyway, that's, yeah. So I, I finally got to the point where like, I need to either pay this guy for his knowledge or, or, you know, do something a little send more. Send a donation. <laughs> yeah, send a donation. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt about this, even sort of the second round is like, you know, I, I'd like to do something to, to kind of give back to you just to say thank you. Cause it's, it's made a big difference in my life. Well, it's a, it's interesting to, um, it's interesting to hear you say that because I went back in and like in preparing for this and the thing that the thing that stood out to me the most about you when you first reached out, I'll tell you, I've never told you this. One was you sent an email and you said, look, I really don't want to sign up at all. Uh, I'm willing to commit to one month and then, you know, figure out what I need to figure out with, get the ball rolling and then move on from there. This is the part I've never told you. I remember thinking, I'm going to do everything I can to give this guy the most value and information I possibly can. Not, (laughs) not because like I, not because I wanted to prove you wrong, but I wanted you what I, I don't know if I should say this or not. I wanted you to perceive so much value from the information that you were getting that you couldn't fathom not going another month. Right. And, and I remember you saying, I really don't want to do this at all, but I'm going to. And then you, we worked together for, you know, a long time. At least and, six um, months, maybe eight. Yeah. You, and like you, that. and yeah. you did awesome. But one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on, you know, from our phone call even was you, I'll use this word loosely, but epitomize a lot of people in the sense of you had this plan, you did an excellent job executing it, and then something happens, right? And and you sort of revert back to old habits, all of the progress that you'd made um, 
went away for the most part. And then you did something that most people don't do, which is you said, I need to change something. Right. And so then you went back through all of those hard steps and gained back what you had lost. I would be, I mean, just from a, for just from a sharing standpoint, love for you to share just that whole story, right? What initially made you feel like I, I'm going to need a little guidance. I only want this guy for a month, but let's see what he's got to offer talk through that whole process and then that transition point from, okay, you graduated, you did a great job maintaining it for a while, but then found yourself reverting back. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of struggled with weight my whole life since I was a kid. Uh, I was overweight, you know, in grade school. And then I kind of, I guess, fixed it myself. I, part of that was growing up, you know, it's, I guess people say it's easier when you're young and it is to a, a degree, I think, just because you're more active generally. But, um, you know, I was careful about what I ate and I, I dropped, dropped weight through high school and college and, and did pretty good. I was pretty healthy, you know, through early high school through until I got married and going to school and everything. Um, and then kind of let it go. But, uh, yeah, so I had, I've kind of had my weight yo-yo up and down my whole life and, uh, something I've always, struggled with but um I, I had had success in the past um with losing weight but it was always I, I never really got the the nutrition part of it in there it was always through a lot of activity you know maybe even kind of extreme activity to the level like I did a couple half Ironmans and run some half marathons and things like that and so when I'm really really active and you can kind of not be too worried about what you're eating the weight would drop off and then you drop off on the activity because it's not really compatible with everyday life to be training for a half Ironman all the time. And you go back to just how you were living life before. And then the, the weight just keeps coming back on until I finally got to the point where I was frustrated with it because I couldn't do the things I wanted to do, you know, going out hiking, hunting, water skiing, whatever it is, it just really had an impact. And as, as my kids were getting a little older, you want to be able to do stuff with them. And, and it, I just found that my way, I wasn't happy with the shape I was in, you know, there's always the aesthetics part of it, but more just, I didn't, I didn't feel real good and wasn't able to do the things that I wanted to do at the level that I wanted to, to do them. And uh, like I said, I had had success losing weight and I kind of, before I started working with you um, specifically, I had kind of gone through hunting season and struggled and had a hard time, you know, getting around the mountains very well. And, um, I knew I needed to do something about it. And I kind of just, again, sort of kicked my own butt, started running, um, being more active and the weight dropped off to some degree and then just stopped. I just plateaued, you know, I could drop five or 10 pounds and then it just didn't go anywhere. And I felt like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the right things, but I just, it's not working. Something's not working. And I'm, I just feel stuck. And then you start thinking, okay, is it, you know, you start hearing all the stuff, like, is my metabolism really slowing down? Cause I'm older and what's, what's the secret or what am I doing wrong or different? And I just, um, I got to the point where I had heard your stuff, your podcast and, and, uh, um, it kind of resonated with me and I still was, you know, had some success, but was not going anywhere like and plateaued. And that's when I reached out to you was to, to kind of look for a plan, I guess, or some guidance because going through the process, um, kind of sucks. 
you know, it's, it's not easy to do. And, but I'm, I'm okay with suffering if I know I'm going to achieve a goal. Um, but when you start questioning whether or not you're doing the right thing, then you start playing mind games with yourself and you're just like, well, uh, maybe it's not worth it. I'll just have that bowl of ice cream or maybe, you know, I'll just get who cares, whatever. And kind of just throw up your hands and be like, well, I can't do this and use that as an excuse to then kind of make bad choices as far as nutrition or lack of exercise and, and things like that. And so having a, having a set goal and the confidence to follow a plan, I'm willing to suffer quote unquote suffer. Um, if I'm doing the right thing, you know what I mean? Rather than you're like, well, is this even worth it? And you start quite, and then you don't, if you don't have a well, plan think, to follow. Yeah. I think, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. The uncertainty, most people are willing to commit to something. Right. And so when you use the word suffer, it's, it's, it's not suffer in the sense, at least there are conversations, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not suffering through the sense of physical, misery it's not like a physical misery but you are having to change something right and so anytime you yeah. make any change that's inconvenient whether that's waking up early trying to go to bed earlier trying to drink more water whatever it is it's inconvenient and that seems miserable but something i think that you said was was super key and key for a lot of people is most people are willing to endure that uncomfortable uncomfortability of change if they know it produces something. And yeah. what I always allude to, and this sort of became really clear to me when I was working in the hospital, because everything in the hospital is called practice, right? And much of that practice in the medical community is like, we think this will fix what you've got going on, right? We here's here's some here's some PT exercises. We think that that's probably what's causing the issue. And we, we think that if you do these with regularity, that will help with this. We think that if you make this adjustment or we change this medication, you'll get this therapeutic effect. Nutrition's a little bit different in the sense of, we know it will, <laughs> right? And and if you know that and you have you have the confidence of someone who knows how to guide you towards that, what I found is that most people are willing to commit to the process, even though it's uncomfortable. And so I think you did a great job describing that. The second thing that stood out to me that you said was your impetus for wanting to change initially really had nothing to do with aesthetics. And most people think that it does. Everybody wants to lose weight because they want to look better. And my argument to that would be, that's not true. If you're unable to do the things that you love and you recognizing weight being a barrier to that, that's not a life you necessarily want to commit to. And this seems some sort of, this seems kind of self-indulging and I don't mean for it to at all, but I think of myself, I couldn't do anything physical at 270 pounds. It was literally a barrier to the life that I enjoy now. And so there's this movement going around of like, well, you shouldn't want to lose weight. You should just be happy with where you're at and pursue life. And it's like, well, yeah, you don't want to be obsessed about it. But for some people, that's preventing them from enjoying a life that they want, right? And so I think that, that um, those two things were stood out to me in what you said. And you said those things weren't working together too. I think that that was uh, two really introspective things to highlight as and probably what drove you to commit to it. Yeah. I guess maybe I shouldn't use the word suffer because I don't want to scare people off of going through the process. I, but like hiking in the mountains and in and packing out or do, you know carrying heavy weight, there's there's an element of if you want to call it suffering. It's not comfortable, but that 
doesn't mean it's bad. And that's kind of what I, that's kind of what happened on this, you know, second round of getting back into this myself. I, I kind of just let stuff go. And, but that, that was kind of a key for me this time is it's not bad to be hungry. That, that was something that kind of reoccurred to me. Um, and I know there are eating disorders and people have problems and, and that kind of thing. And so I'm not, not trying to push it to an extreme, but it seems like modern society, everybody's looking for it to be easy. You're looking for, you know, either a magic pill or a quick fix or some easy remedy to this. And, and also you should be able to do all of this without any discomfort. Uh, and I don't think that's very realistic. And two things is, you know, working hard for something can have some discomfort that, that doesn't mean it's, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative, you know, if you're not injuring yourself and you're, and you're maintaining your health, things can be uncomfortable and, and be good for you. And I, I kind of feel that way with, with sort of resetting the, you know, the hunger and, and appetite issue is it's easy to, it's easy to eat too much and overeat and always, because you're trying to maintain that level of, of comfort, if you will. Um, and yeah, anyway, I, I don't know if that, if that makes sense. It, it does make sense. And, and I want to come back to it. Okay. I, I want, because, because you're hundred percent right. Most people feel like I'm not going to really have to change too much to where I don't notice it. Right. And I'll get this progress and that's untrue. So I want to come back to that whole hunger piece because it's something we talk about and talked about a lot. I would love for you to highlight really two, two things. One, what happened, right? You, you had had all of this success and then found yourself and again, I think this is characteristic of many people. It's not like you wake up one morning, you're like, eh, I'm tired of it. And you just, you know, go back to eating crazy portions or types of foods or anything like that. It's generally a slow fade. So I'd be curious, you know, what, what happened that you noticed? And as an extension of that, what was the kind of like, all right, this is out of hand. I got to get this under control moment that you had. Um. I've thought about that a lot, like what happened. And, and I, <laughs> I swore to myself after we, I reached goal and, and uh, was happy with where I was when we, when we kind of graduated from the program. And I swore to myself, I am never going to go through this again. Like I do not, I'm not going to, this is just, that's not even an option. I will not gain weight again. And then that, I think it, I think it comes down to a little bit of cockiness maybe, uh, overconfidence and a little bit of just laziness and just sort of slowly slip back. Like I was measuring, working through the program, I measured every, everything that I ate, counted calories. And, and it's, it gets kind of tedious. You don't really want to do that anymore. So you start slipping a little bit and then it comes down to, Hey, you're sitting down with the family to watch a movie and have a bowl of ice cream. You're like, Oh, well, I should measure that out. Well, I, I have a pretty good idea how much it is and you'd scoop it and you don't worry about it or, you know, a bowl of Cheez-Its or some crackers or corn chips or something that, that is satisfying and just basically fun to eat, but not pretty calorie dense. And you're like, yeah, that looks like about a serving, you know, and that that's okay for a while until I'd say two things, not being brutally honest with myself about what my intake level was, and then also kind of slipping on the exercise part of it. Cause I could get away with it. Like I, I established a pretty good baseline of fitness when we were working together. And I honestly, 
even to this day, I never felt bad. Like I gained the weight back and I was still able to do what I used to do. Not quite to the same pace, but pretty good. I didn't, I didn't have any discomfort or pain or problems. I was still able to do what I wanted to do. And so the, the fitness part of it, I think kind of still had a better baseline than I had before. So I was able to get away with it and sort of just lie to myself that, well, you know, whatever it's five pounds and, ah, well, it's not, you know, and it just, just slowly slipped back into less activity and too many calories. And what do you know, you, you end up back where, where you were before. But in, in your defense though, you had some, like, I don't want to call them dramatic, but some life type things that happen, right. That sort of gave you that feeling of, ah, I just don't care. Yeah. I, um, well, part of it, I, I gained quite a bit of weight, you know, I don't know, what did I, I lost 25 or 30 pounds when we were working together, 30, I think. And, um, I probably put 10 to 15 of that back on over about a year, year and a half, just slowly, you know, kind of creeping up and, and, um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm not too bad. I, yeah. I, I, I need to drop 10 pounds or whatever, but you're like, well, that's not too hard to do. And you kind of just basically laziness. And then, yeah, I lost, um, as far as, uh, family issues, I lost my dad about a year ago. That was, it was really sudden. And when that happened, I knew conscient, I said to this to myself out loud, you know, I was kind of talking to myself. I knew that could be a problem. You know, it was a rough time and you're not in a very good place. Not, not happy. And I told myself, you better be careful or you're going to put on more weight, you know, and it didn't happen right away. But I just, I think the biggest issue was I, I kept the calorie intake kind of where it was and my activity level dropped, you know, kind of off the cliff just because of lack of motivation and, and, um, you know, dealing with the, with grief. So find yourself basically having had run, this series of an effective program sort of felt better than you had your level of fitness was a lot higher than it had been previously swung into this slow creep and which seems to be the case for a lot of people what was the moment where you were like all right <laughs> this has gotten too far because to like to this point you've sort of described over a period of a year or a little more where you get these little swings, you recognize it's not necessarily good, but you're not worried about it yet. At some point within the last year, you were like, okay, this is out of hand and I got to fix it. What was that? And what'd you start doing? I was thinking about that. And I, I wrote down a few things of what my motivations were. And it, it's going to sound sort of strange and disjointed because it's, they're varied. But one of the, one of the first things was I couldn't wear my pants you know, like I had some really nice hunting gear that I had bought some nice clothes and, uh, I couldn't wear them anymore. And I'm like, I got a, I got a couple $300 worth of pants here that I can't button. And I don't want to buy a new pair of pants. And I had, I had an old pair of pants actually that I had loaned to a buddy when I, when I lost weight, I'm like, I can't wear these anymore. Do you want them? And, and he's, he's a little bigger than me anyway. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he was, he never used them. And we had gone on a bird hunt together and, and I had to ask him for the pants back. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't have anything else to wear, you know? And so that was, I didn't, I had enough, I'm cheap enough that I asked for the pants as if I could borrow them again and use them. Cause I didn't want to buy, <laughs> I didn't want to buy another pride. set. Yeah, but I did. I had to just like, okay, pride, whatever. I, I need some pants. And uh, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like what, are, why don't you just, 
you know, you've done this before. Why don't you do it? I mean, that was kind of one thing. It sort of just all sort of, you know, added up. And then my son is really into fitness and he's, he, uh, starting to kick my butt and I got to always, um, try to keep up with him. And he was, he's trying to put on muscle. He's not, he's not overweight at all, but he's trying to gain weight and, and put on muscle. And so he actually challenged me. Um, I was like, man, I need to lose some weight. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to try to get to one, you know, I'm going to try to get to 170. Why don't you try to lose to 170 and we'll see who gets there first. I was like, you're on. But uh, I knew I was going to kick his butt because I don't think he can get to 170 <laughs> with muscle. I was a little bit of a, I have age and wisdom there was not really a fair fight, but it was a motivation. You know, he was trying to put on some weight and I'm like, I can, I, I can, I can beat you there. What was the, uh, what was the wager? You know, we didn't actually have one necessarily. I, I, I don't know. It's, it was sort of open-ended. I need to collect on that. Figure yeah, out I was going to say, you should go back and collect on it. Just be like, don't you remember what we talked about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know, I guess the, the winning is just being, being successful, but there was that. And then I, I like to ride dirt bikes and, um, I was getting ready for this next season over the winter, looking at, at changes on my bike. And so there's weight ranges for your spring rates on your bike. So that it's sprung properly for your weight. And I didn't want to buy new springs for the, for the bike and go through the problem and spend the money. So it was kind of all these little multiple things that I was like, you know what? I, I don't have to buy new pants. I could wear those again. And the challenge with my son and, and uh, I don't want to respring my motorcycle. If I, if I drop 15 pounds, I'll be in the right spring rate or, you know, 15 or 20 and back where I, where I was. And then beyond that, just, you know, overall health. So it was kind of a, just a multiple weird little things that all sort of added up and, finally decided to to get back into it and then the final part of it was i was just about ready to call you up and get back on the program i had been listening to your podcast um off and on and i think the final thing that inspired me the most was on instagram you posted a picture of yourself when you were um probably at your heaviest i don't know why that just really resonated with me and i was impressed with you putting yourself out there and sharing that. I don't know. It, it, I found it inspirational and like looking at what we had done, I was like, I should work with, with you again. And then again, it was kind of just being uh, frugal. And I was like, I already have the information. Why do, why do I need to pay somebody for basically for accountability? And that's, a, which is a big key of it. I was like, I gotta, I gotta try once more and just see if I can do this myself. So I, I sat down and went through, I spent um, one morning just to look at, goal weights and height and weight, you know, calculations. And it, it, it ex almost exactly matches what you had given me before. And so I went back through our emails that we had gone through and check-ins and looked at what calorie intakes were, what the exercise program was and how we take, how we kind of um, tapered it or tailored it at different phases through that. And I just started mimicking that again. And what do you know? I got, the same results. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So what, I guess that was my next question is what was, you know, so you sort of hit this realization. All right, look, I, I don't want to buy new hunting pants. I'm tired of having to go back for my old hunting pants. I don't want to buy new springs for my bike. I don't want to pay this guy for knowledge I've already got. What was sort of step one? You went through the emails, you found the, you found the information 
but from a um, from like a, a a practical or a logistical standpoint, what was the one, two, three things that you started doing on a daily basis again? Um, the number one key for me is just total calorie intake. So I just I basically flipped a switch and said, I'm I'm just going to measure and record everything. And I just I just started went right back to writing down everything that I all my intake and what calories I was in, I was taking. And that kind of comes down to, for me, a big key of it is just the being honest with yourself. Um, because I, I like food and I enjoy eating and it's, it's easy for that to be an entertainment rather than just a, um, you know, necessity. I'm really good at lying to myself about how many servings of something that I'm getting, you know, if I don't, if I don't weigh it out and measure it. So I just, uh, that was the first step was just absolute, uh, you know, total calorie intake. Yeah. And I've, so we'll merge back in here, that whole hunger conversation from earlier. And, you know, for, for full disclosure, the whole goal is, yeah, a guy spends four to six months or whatever is like the average time really learning about nutrition so that eventually he's got autonomy. If this happens, he's got the information to go back and do it again. So honestly, this worked perfect. That's exactly how it's designed to work, right? So a big kudos to you for putting into play what you already knew. Second to that, the whole tracking and measuring thing is really designed to be done for a temporary period. So like earlier you were describing, okay, you know, for me, that was key. And I found myself, you know, slipping and getting some ice cream or what have you. You shouldn't have to track and measure forever unless you've got a very specific goal. But a key thing that you said, and you said it back there, you said it again here was being honest with yourself. And so what, what ends up happening is it's usually not that the weight starts to rebound because a guy stops measuring or a guy stops weighing and he's, his, his eyeballing is off by an eighth of a teaspoon here or there. It's usually like, yeah, well, the spoon dipped back into the ice cream a little bit later, and I had a little more popcorn, and the popcorn had M&Ms in it this time, and I thought, eh, 20 here, 20 there, not a big deal. It's usually a pretty, what, I, what, I've, what I've come to kind of realize and summarize it as is it's usually a deviation from total habits, right? It's not that a guy, and I'm not saying this is you, this is just generally speaking, it's usually not just being off by a quarter cup here and a quarter, your weight's not going to do anything based on that. It's usually a complete separation from habits, right? That, that, that gets a person to that point. So if we loop the hunger conversation back in here and why this can be, why this can be one of the most challenging topics. And we just did a, um, we just did like a, a course and I, this was a topic that wasn't in the original course that I included in this one because it's such a profound a misunderstanding and b problem no matter where you begin at with your weight like let's say someone's 500 pounds eating 10,000 calories per day i'm just going to use crazy numbers to paint the picture and they go from eating 10,000 calories per day down to 5,000 still a lot of food but cut their cut their intake down 50% they will feel some hunger because they have essentially taught their brain, taught their body, look, you need 10,000 per day to stay at this weight. Anything less than that is going to signal a real issue. You're no longer giving us what you used to. If this continues, we'll begin to lose weight. And as far as we know, that's a negative thing because uh, we don't know if there's enough food supply or not, which means you'll die. 
So you begin reducing calorie intake, your body's naturally going to stimulate the hunger hormone. It's naturally going to suppress the appetite or vice versa. It's going to stimulate appetite, suppress, uh, suppress the fullness hormone, and it's going to drive you to, to, to want something to eat. Now, the presence of that usually freaks someone out. It's like this feeling they just want to get rid of, which then produces a lot of anxiety, which then makes you just want to fix it. Just get rid of it, right? Just start eating. But if you if you if you sit there and you think about it for a minute, you're like, look, I just ate a little bit ago. I'm going to eat again later. There's no real alarm going off here. Then it starts to become easier to to accept. Now, there is a dramatic difference between a person sitting around all day long just starving and this very like very quiet unassuming feeling of like yeah i could probably go for dinner i'm getting pretty hungry like it's close to dinner time and you know 3 hours after a meal you're like yeah i could probably I could probably go for dinner if you guys are starting to get hungry that's what we're looking for right we're not talking about a hunger that is so aggressive it, it makes it hard to concentrate. And so I think that that's important to, to sort of differentiate between and And you said it well, you, you really can't expect to make some change and just not feel anything. There is some discomfort involved. The discomforts, the discomforts, not a physical feeling. The discomfort is I'm not just doing whatever I want anymore. <laughs> right. And whether, whether a person's giving up, like I said, whether they're giving up alcohol, whether they're trying to go to bed earlier, whether they're trying to get up earlier, whether any of those things, there's a natural discomfort there because it's something you don't want to do to start off with. I'd be curious, what if if someone is either A, in Bob round one, <laughs> like they're sitting there, they're uncertain on what to do, they're sort of stuck, what suggestions you'd have for them? Or B, Bob round two, which is, man, I've, I've, I've had success in the past. All of this is back. It seems like this insurmountable mountain to climb to start again. And I just don't know that I've got the motivation in me to kickstart it. What suggestion would you have for both of those people? And it might be one and the same, but I'd be curious what, what you'd share. The first one is find your motivation and find your, find motivation in something that's positive. You know, you got to want to you got to want to do it and realize that it may not be easy, but have the discipline to say, you know what, I'm, it's, it's worth it to me to do this. That's, that's kind of the balance. I think I still find is the, the challenge between the motivation and then just doing whatever you want. Like you said, it's easy to, easy to just sort of be lazy with it. It's probably the same for the second one. Again, it's just having the motivation. That's something I'm, I still struggle with and I anticipate struggling with in the future because I've gone through this before and I've yo-yoed a number of times is like, how do you, how do I maintain that motivation? Cause I find it easy to, I find it easy to have a goal, not easy, but um, it, it works for me to, to have a goal and something that I'm striving for and sort of see the finish line and work toward it, put in the effort and go for it. And then you achieve that goal. Then I guess the challenge becomes, especially with with the situation with weight and, and health is having that um, mindset shift that is how to, how to work through maintenance. And that once you've, it's not over, I guess it, the goal never ends. Um, let's say I, I can say that more clearly, sort, sort of just changing your perspective and that once you reach your, whatever that goal is, whether it's a certain level of fitness or a certain weight, it doesn't end. 
you know, it, it might transition, but you still have to do some work and, and it's ongoing. Yeah. I think, I, I think, uh, I think maintenance is a bit of a misnomer because it, it portrays that, ah, goal reached. I get to go back to my old life. And in exactly. reality, maintenance is, is better portrayed that says I get to, I get to be a little more, I'm going to use the word loose, although that's probably not the right word. I don't, I'm going to change that. Uh, it, it, maintenance is better described as I don't have to be as reliant on my tools. I've, I've learned a lot. I can take those lessons and continue to employ them without having to be as reliant on my tools. But in, in really no scenario, and I'll use, I'll pick on myself and use myself as an example. And no scenario is maintenance what I used to be, which was staying up until four or five in the morning, waking up at two in the afternoon, literally eating any and everything that I wanted, absolutely no exercise. Like I, I can't do those things and expect to not go back to the way that I was, right? You'll, you know, your, your maintenance is really more of, okay, I don't have to rely on as, as the tools and the, the, the tracking and the scrutiny, right? The detailed work, because that can be annoying. That can be tough to maintain that type of focus for a long period of time, which is why you're not supposed to. That's why we have a maintenance part of the program. You don't have to rely on those things as much. I want to go back to a comment that you made a little bit ago, which was the motivation piece of things. Motivation is really, really good when you're trying to get started, right? Putting something on paper, this is why this is important to me because there's going to be times where you lull in the desire. I don't wanna go do it, ah, but I remember this thing's important to me, right? Whatever that is, maybe that's kids, uh, maybe that's playing with grandkids. I've had people say like, I'm tired of asking for the seatbelt extension on the plane. I'm tired of being walked off of amusement park rides in front of people, right? Th those type of things can say, I don't want to make this decision, but I really don't want to face that again. So I'm going to make the hard decision. But at some point, and this is a maybe unpopular opinion, at some point, there's got to be a level of maturity that says, it's really not going to be built around anymore what I want to do. There's going to be times I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway to be faithful to what I've got. And there's a quote that I love that says, discipline is easier to maintain than motivation is to find and that is very very true motivation is a great way to kickstart something for someone who finds it hard to build a rhythm but you will eventually tucker out of motivation right it is fickle it will go away so you sort of have to shift your mind at some point towards it doesn't really matter the way that i feel or if i'm motivated or not I'm going to go do what I know I need to do so that I can manage this long term, right? And and all of a sudden, I guess in a roundabout way, the motivation is I'm just my motivation is I just want to maintain what I've worked so hard for. Yeah, that's a really good point, and that kind of resonated with me exactly what you said is that reaching your goal and maintenance uh, or ongoing, you can't go back to what you're doing before you get the same result. And that's, that's basically what I, you know, when you asked earlier what happened and I, I kind of just slipped back to what I was doing before. So any last minute thoughts you want to share? One of the things that really has come up over and over, if it can be motivational to anybody else is just trying to get away from the negative mindset about nutrition in general. 
uh, it's easy to look at. Like I had some people ask me, notice that I had had lost weight and they're like, so what, what are you doing? And they want something that's, they want to, I think they're looking for a, like, what's the secret and you tell them what you're doing and they don't really want to hear it. Like, you're just like, well, I, I increase the key for me is, man, I got to watch. I got to find out what my intake level is and manage that. And then the second part is increasing my activity and, and doing something that's good for me to be, to be healthy. And you tell somebody that, and you can just see that sort of their interest goes away. <laughs> they, don't, they don't really want to hear what you're, what you're saying. And it just, it comes down to, again, I think one of your previous guests talked about this. It, it's not that complicated. It, it's fairly simple, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's easy. Yeah. And, and so for me ongoing, it's kind of exactly what you said is, is kind of the discipline to just to continue. Yeah. Being, being disciplined and again, not being negative with that, but, but doing it as a choice to say by making these choices and sticking to this, um, program or lifestyle, uh, it's going to allow me to do what I want and maintain a level of health that, that I want. So that, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I agree with hundred percent and that sounds really superhuman. That sounds really David Goggins, jocko to say, <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, discipline's easier to maintain than motivation is to find, but everyone does this every day. I can promise you every single person listening to this has woken up and felt like not going to work, but you went to work because you knew there'd be a consequence if you didn't. And this is similar. You won't lose your house, but that same type of like when you wake up and you think, I don't want to go to work, you don't have a negotiation with yourself as to whether or not you're going to go to work. You're like, yep, it sucks. It is what it is. I've got to go to work. And then you get dressed and you go to work. It's the same with this. Yeah, I don't really feel like working out today. Yeah, it sucks. Might not be the best workout of my life, but it's one of the things that I've got to do to maintain and manage the life that I want physically or whatever it was that drove you towards that. You wake up, you put your shoes on, you go do the workout, and 99.99% of the time, you feel better that you did. You're happy you did it. But that was one thing um, that was that was one thing that became very apparent to me was look at some point you cannot negotiate with yourself it's not even an option you wake up you go do it that's it it's it's, it's kind of what it is but thank you for for being on here appreciate you sharing your story i think that it's um i think it'll be incredibly helpful to a lot of people because all of us probably at some point even if it's not weight has found ourselves having it gained a lot of momentum in one area um and then find ourselves taking you know like one of those deals where it's one step forward, two steps back. And so I think your everything you shared would be tremendously helpful for people to say like, all right, I'm going to go again. I'm going to try it again. And some practical steps too, that they can do to go do that. Yeah. It's uh, if there's any way to motivate someone else, I, I think it would be, I mean, I'm getting a little bit older and um, it's easy to get sucked into the idea that, well, I can't do it anymore. Or, or there's some barrier that at, at a certain point you won't be able to, to do it, but you, you can it surprisingly it uh it still thermodynamics still work the same way (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the that's the good part about science man is it's not really ever changing 
Thanks to Bob for joining me this week, and thanks to you as well. We've got two episodes coming over the next couple of weeks on something that I started noticing in the endurance world, which was people who were really supposed to be at the apex of their health in terms of training and nutrition and really on top of things, dying. Some while training, some while competing, others weren't competitors at all. And so this next uh, couple of episodes, I'm joined by Dr. Matt Nelson, who is a friend, a former colleague, and a cardiologist at St. Alphonsus Hospital here in Boise, as we look at this in two parts. Part number one, we're going to spend time looking at why is this happening? And then part number two, we're going to switch gears and say, okay, well, what's our minimum effective dose that allows better health and most importantly, better quality of life? If there is such a thing as too much, but then again, sitting all of day yields us negative outcomes too, what's the balance? So join us for that. If you don't already hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes or announcements. And again, thank you for joining us this week. Have a great week, everyone.